Uh, welcome back to another week of the Killers Podcast. Um, it's the sixth week. We did take a little break, but last week we, uh, we recorded uh... the major case of Chris Watts, that piece of shit. Oh, are we not? Are we gonna act like we're not going back to back on our oh. couch right now? Well, okay. So let me let me be honest with you guys. <laughs> a little heart to heart, a little truth to truth here. Well, uh, maybe just 15 minutes ago we finished the Chris Watts case, <laughs> and now we're moving on to this one. Also, your boy did not do the research for the other cases, so okay. um, I'm just gonna shout out to Reddit users. That I'm just gonna read their Reddit post, um, and I'm gonna give them full credit. So you should check them out on Reddit. Uh, because you, I had a bad mental health a couple of weeks. Okay, I'm mm. catching up. We're doing episodes back to back. Yeah, we're determined. We're, we're not. We're not just letting this go. We're not gonna disappear. Yeah, we're keep go, we gotta keep at going. it. Okay, so this is the case of the lesbian vampire killer in Australia. This was the yeah, like oh, this was Australia's most notorious murderer. Oh, after convincing three women, I'm burping. Three women to help her lure a complete stranger to his violent death so she could drink his blood. Ooh, I like this. Actually, I might support her. Oh my god. Um, I'm probably not gonna edit these next two episodes either because I'm lazy. It's okay. And we're gonna go watch a movie at 820. Uh, and it's 645. So this is in the true r slash true crime subreddit and the user that wrote this is called Visible Literature. Mm. Okay. Oh, also, at the what? bottom of that it says today she's a free woman. So. Yes. What? Yes! Women in power. Oh my god. Okay, in the early hours of the 21st of October, 1989, Brisbane housewife Elaine Baldock awoke to discover her husband of 25 years hadn't returned to their home the night before. 47-year-old Edward Badlock, father of five and grandfather of two, worked as a road paver for the local council. Edward had been off work that day off work the day before and he had gone to take part in the competitive darts tournament in the evening that he actually won at his favorite pub in the Caledonian Club in Kangaroo Point. Ooh. I want to I want to live somewhere called Kangaroo Point now. That would Can be you imagine fun. where do you live? Kangaroo Point. Yeah. Like sea kangaroos? Whoa. <laughs> um Elaine was immediately worried because although Edward liked to regularly go drinking with his friends, he'd never stayed out this late. So at 5 a.m., Elaine phoned the police to report her husband missing. But Edward would not be missing for long. Why are you laughing? <laughs> is, this, is it because of the way I'm reading it? No, Edward would not be missing for long. And then, dun dun, <laughs> transitions to a dead body. Oh my god. 19 whoa 19 minutes after Elaine reported her husband missing rower Stephen Karen was out of the out of out the Brisbane River he was the first to boat out that morning and as he rode past the South Brisbane Sailing Club he noticed something in his peripheral vision can you, you don't do, have can, that. can you do a rim shot i was going to be like rim shot must be nice it's do we have a rim shot anymore no <laughs> i think i took it out yeah. Okay, um, but a bump. Must yeah. be nice. Must be nice to have peripheral vision. Yeah, Peyton doesn't have that. Yeah, uh, for all the viewers out there, I was born really early, 
And uh, it was either get laser eye surgery and not have peripheral or be blind. And my parents were like, we don't want no blind bitch. So I don't have peripheral. So yeah, it must be nice. Um, <laughs> I need to stop saying, um, swear to God. In the front of the boathouse, Karen spotted what looked like a dead body. He directed the morning loggers, the morning joggers. I was like, whoa, loggers? What the fuck are loggers? They just, you know, they're just pulling trees down with their bare fucking hands. <laughs> Paul Bunyan in this bitch. <laughs> uh, pulled his boat up onto the bank to take a closer look. What Stephen discovered was an absolutely horrific scene. I'm Ble- sorry. I'm just what? picturing this man drained of his blood. These you know, Australian you know- people were tripping. They were like, oh my god, we got vampires. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry. <laughs> Wait. When was this? I'm just thinking because you said when the, was this? You 1989. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Peak of like horror movies too. Yeah. They were. I'm they gonna were guess. Scared. I'm not a film major. Um, I'm police going chief to be. Patrick Glancy was one of the first to arrive on the scene at about 6 a.m. Despite the long career involving many murder investigations, this one made a significant, long-lasting impression on Glancy due to the brutal nature of the attack. Edward was naked except for his socks. Damn, they left the man's socks on him. Why? Because just that's humiliating. Feet. Uh, feet. The, the Why? Lady, the lady was like, mm, don't want to see that man's critters. Maybe they smelled. Or maybe, or maybe they just forgot Why about the socks. Why was it unnecessary to take off his socks? But if you're going to strip him of everything else, why yeah. not strip him of socks? I don't want to touch his feet. Okay, okay, okay. Ugly man. Um, he was covered in blood and had been stabbed 27 times in the neck, chest, and back. Whoa, that's a lot. That is. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's hard, man. I'm gonna... No. The main wounds were to the back and the front of the neck. Huge gaping holes marked two major injuries with 14 satellite stab wounds. What's what, is that? Satellite? what does that mean? What the hell is this? Look that up. What is... Look that up! <laughs> Write that down! <laughs> Satellite. I don't, I don't even know how to spell satellite. It's two um, In the spine and in the neck, the spinal cords were three quarters cut through, an injury that would have required cons- considerable sustained force. The two, major, ma- the two main arteries in the left side of the neck were completely severed, and the adjacent jugular vein was partially severed. The chest wounds showed three further stab wounds. The injuries were so extensive that he'd almost been decapitated. Oh my god. Dude. Holy the amount of, like, force. And these are women. Uh, spoiler alert. Well, it said in the beginning. <laughs> Hello. Spoiler alert. The only thing holding his head on his body was t- his spine, and when the police turned over the body, Ew. the head stayed where it was at, almost detached. <gasps> Why the fuck are you laughing so maniacally? That is... I think I'm desensitized, but that would be a fucking hilarious shot in a film. A sca- that's like that's like what I think that's about scary. when you look at the jello mannequins that you they use for karate kicking or forensic... You know what I'm talking about? The jello mannequins? Yes. Like, just imagine, like, flipping the body over and yeah. the head and just, his head stays, just stays That's... I, I, I would scream. I would, yeah, I would shit myself. I can't... Okay, I don't have a shit fetish or anything. I'm just saying. I... I... That... I'm... Why did you have to preface that with that? Because <laughs> I... Because every time something happens and I'm like, I would shit myself. I'm pretty sure people are like, oh, oh what? You <laughs> would shit yourself, No, eh? okay. I'm just saying. I don't know why, but like, I, I don't know. I, I don't think I'd I would scream. i myself and smell it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would either cry or I'd poop myself. 
That's scary. Or I would I start laughing because I was so uncomfortable. Maybe. I don't know. I would laugh. I'd be like, oh shit, this guy. <laughs> this guy can't see what's coming from behind him, huh? <laughs> well, I guess he can. Uh, I get, okay, um. Sorry. Okay, just do the applause button and we're just going to get a good all of it now. Laugh. Okay, okay. Okay, are you done? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'll compose myself. Nah. Who's the one on T? Why'd your voice just drop like three nah. octaves? Nah. The stab wounds to the back had created a hole the size of a bread and butter plate. What? What? It's like I'm that, gonna assume it's like that, that that's big. softball. A little bit bigger. Softball. No, in my brain, softball. Softballs? I guess softball. I don't know the Australian metrics to American metrics. Like this. It'd be the bottom of this. That's just a small plate. <laughs> yeah. That's a big ass. That's okay. a big hole. Um, also, there was evidence following the death. Somebody placed their fingers in the wound. How do you... What? Because I guess the tissue would be pressed down? Yeah, it would be like... Yeah, probably. I like mean, I'm finger. going to school for this. I should know this, but probably. Probably, I'm gonna guess since the tissue or ligaments would be pushed down. Yeah. Um. Very quickly, the police began their investigation of the scene, and they found two crucial pieces of evidence. Mm. Crucial, you say? One was a blue wallet found under the clubhouse door. It contained a key card in the name of E. Baldock, and this allowed police to identify the victim as 47-year-old Edward Baldock. Another clue that. Another was a clue that would lead investigators directly to his killer. It became clear that before his death, Edward had undressed and neatly folded all of his clothes in a pile next to where he lay. Among the clothes was a pair of tan man shoes. Upon investigation, police discovered the key card, identical to the one inside Edward's wallet, tucked right into the toe of his left shoe. But this card had a different name. T.A. Wigington. Hmm... Whether Edward had intentionally put the card there as some sort of insurance, or that he'd picked it up be mistakenly believing that it was his, it was a massive clue for the police. By 10 a.m., police went to the address in the Norbert city of Brisbane, where 27-year-old Tracy Arville Wivington answered the door. At this stage, the police were interviewing... The police interviewing were largely routine, prompted by the discovery of her bank card at the scene of the murder. The officers had automatically assumed that such a violent frenzied attack must have been carried out by at least one, by not at least one, but likely more, many more male assailants. So, the police were sexist. Yeah. Which I guess makes sense, because you'd have to, I mean, I don't know if I would automatically assume that a group of women brutally murdered this man. I could. I would just assume group of people. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I, I wouldn't automatically jump to either gender or any gender i would just pick i'd be like someone did someone did this more than one person did this um it never occurred to them that a woman could be responsible for such a violent attack even one with the commanding presence as tracy wiggington i mean i guess this is 1989 women were crazy back then. look her up i want to see a photo of this man this woman my bad at, 27, at 24 years old, tracy was almost six feet tall and 251 pounds oh, she's scary Oh, yeah, she looks like that hardcore lesbian that would beat me up if I said no to a drink at a bar. Female killers usually kill their partners and family, and according to the Australian Institute of Criminology, in 1990, 91 
1990-1991, only 10% of homicide offenders were female. Oh. Detectives started out by telling Tracy that they'd found her key card and asking her where she might have lost it. Tracy told him that she and some friends had visited Orlay Park the previous night and they'd sat on some swings at the park near the sailing club and pushed each other around and she thought that she may have lost her card there. Police believed her story at first because they thought it was so unlikely that a woman was responsible. It was conceivably possible that Edward walked through the park drunk, seen the keycard on the ground, and believed that it looked exactly like his own, and picked it up, believing that he may have dropped it. But given the size of the lead, officers had to do their due diligence and investigate every avenue before ruling Tracy out. Police asked if they could take a look at Tracy's car, a green Holden Commodore that she had used to drive to the park. Tracy happily agreed and was very friendly and cooperative. But when they searched Wigington's car, the officers found a crumpled up towel appearing to be soaked with what looked like dried blood. Hmm. Keep going. I want to know if there's a reason. I don't want to just... Okay. It was then that the police told Tracy they had found her card at the murder scene and asked if she would mind coming down to the station to make a statement and have a taped interview. Tracy, you're coming anyway. (laughs) Like, can she refuse? Uh, Because, like, if they the American police system sucks. I don't know about Australia. I will not make any comments on this. We get the option. We don't get an option here in America. They just kill sometimes, you right in your front door. Sometimes. They see you Sometimes have... you get an option, but is it really an option? No. It's like when your teacher says, uh, I don't know, can you? I will piss on the floor. The next time somebody says that to me, I will be like, I am a 21-year-old man, we and pissing. I will pee. We piss it on the floor. I don't like... Psst, 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 psst. What? What is... Oh, she's steaming. I'm eating a chicken patty. Without bread, may I add? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you said, I don't like... <laughs> I just took the bread off. Tracy agreed and came along happily without seeking any legal advice. She said she was more than happy to help them in any way that she could with their inquiries. Hmm. I, I love sa- the confidence. Do I sound hot right now? I feel like I said hot right now. I don't know why. Hot? I feel like I'm like, yeah, reading like really nicely. You are reading nicely. Yeah. It's smooth. Yeah. While Tracy was down at the police station, officers were still at her flat interviewing her flatmates. After some intense questioning, the housemates, including Tracy's on-again, off-again girlfriend, told the detectives that Tracy had come home at around 7.30 that morning, acting anxious and stressed, saying that she'd seen a dead body. Hmm. It was said that after leaving Riverside Park, Tracy drove to her friend's house and went to sleep. She awoke early and realized that she had lost her key card. She and one friend went back to the park to find it, but then saw a dead man's body, became alarmed, and left. Tracy went home to her own flat and shouted to her girlfriend, Debbie, I want you in the bedroom right now. I've just seen a dead body. What? <coughs> uh, what kind of turn on? Like, why would you... And- why not just say it to everyone in the house like that? Why do you say, I want you in the bedroom right now, I've seen a dead body? Uh, necrophiliac? Mm-mm. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, you're eating. I shouldn't make that joke. Um, <laughs> Debbie drove her me. to the Oli Park, but then... But by then, police were at the scene attending to the body. Tracy became distressed and said, Oh my god, it's real, before curling up in the fetal position in the car. 
The woman returned to the flat and Tracy went to sleep after Debbie gave her two sleeping tablets. <laughs> uh, Debbie said, I don't want to deal with you anymore. Take a nap. Go to sleep, crazy bitch. Take a nap. <laughs> Three hours later, the police knocked on their door. Debbie said she was surprised to see how calmly Tracy spoke to them, as if it, this was all about some minor matter. Police told Tracy that her friends had told them that she'd seen a dead body the previous night and that Tracy became upset and confirmed that she had seen the body. It was horrible, she said, that she and her friends had known what to do about it, that they were scared shitless and decided not to say anything and just forget about it. At the same time, Tracy's secret lover, Leisha Pachinski, a woman that Tracy had been with that night, turned up at the local police station, confessing that she, Tracy, and two other women were responsible for the murder. Mm. Not only did Lisa tell the police about the murder, she went above and beyond the call of duty, telling police that her murderous lover truly believed that she was a vampire and recently forced Lisa to cut her hand so Tracy could suck her blood. Um, uh, knife kink to an extreme. Also, the fact that Tracy, like, played it up and was like, we gotta go back and get my card. And, oh my god, it's real. Gotta act the part. That's psycho. That's, like, that's scary level psycho. I don't know about this one. One once police had Lisa's confession, they pounced on Tracy. Police interviewed Tracy a third time, telling her that her and her friends had confessed. Tracy became distressed, but once she was convinced the confession was real, she said, Put the tape back in. I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> she says, Nah, I want this on record. Mm -hmm. Put it back in, bitch. She said her previous two accounts were all lies and then gave a grisly, detailed account of the events that resulted into the murder. On the night of October 21st, October 1989, Tracy, Lisa, which I guess it's important to include that Lisa was 24, um, Kim Jervis and Tracy Waugh, both aged 23, spent the evening drinking at the lesbian bar called La Mors in Fortitude Valley, Brisbane. The night before it all unfolded, Tracy dyed her hair black and told Lisa that she had the need to feed on a victim's blood. I'm sorry, but if I was dating a girl and they dyed their hair and they said, I'm a vampire and I feel the need to feed, I would be like, I feel the need to break up with you mm -hmm. and then leave. That is such a... Like, are you serious right now? That's what I would say. Are you are you for real? What drugs are you on? Are you on drugs? Like, let's let's sober up first before we do anything crazy. Tracy persuaded the others to help her find a person to kill so she could fulfill her vampiric needs. It's like when people drink alcohol and they crave nicotine. This bitch craves blood. She gets five sips of vodka in her. She's like, I need blood. Isn't that a sign of an iron deficiency? Craving blood? Craving blood. I know cra craving tasteless things like ice, soil... Um, I'm pretty sure there's some reason behind that where you, like, think that you crave blood because of, like, some bizarre medical condition. That's weird. Deadass. I feel like that's why people eat raw-ass steaks. Yeah, I like my steaks medium or medium rare. Not dripping pink juice. I like it to be just a little bit pink. You know, soft. You mean blood? No. Why are you saying pink juice? I don't like it when there's pink, yeah, the blood. Well, I mean... You can still eat it. Pink juice is blood. Yeah, but you can still eat it. 
but I want you guys to know that I'm instant. I'm intensely staring at Mikhail while eating a chicken sandwich while we're arguing the fact of why she's calling blood pink juice. Okay, it is blood, but you can eat raw beef. Like that's one of the meats, one of the only meats you can eat just raw, like beef pate. Fish. Yeah, you can eat fish raw if it's fresh. Sushi. But even if you just took like some ground up ground beef. Took like a spoonful and ate it. it wouldn't kill you. It'd Not be fine. about that. I'm sorry. It's fine. <laughs> um, don't do it. <laughs> her three friends were apparently very impressionable and had heard Tracy's vampire reputation for drinking blood of amnels, something that Tracy later denied. It was said that they were all in a celebratory mood and that drinking Riticadana champagne was a change from their usual drink orders. The four ladies jumped into Tracy's car at about 11.30pm and started hunting the inner city street for fresh blood, at the music of Prince playing at full blast on the car stereo. Oh my man, Prince. Tracy said initially the plan was to entice a man down to the river as a joke. Tracy was to turn on him and then leave him there. Meanwhile, Edward Bollock had decided to make a move towards home. He had enjoyed a night of celebration after winning a darts tournament and spending his winnings in a round of drinks. Edward, who was so drunk he couldn't stand without holding on to something, said that he could and could barely speak, was waiting for a taxi on the side of the road. And that's when a carload of four young women pulled over and offered him a lift. Tim Jervis was the most attractive of the four, posed as a sex worker, and lured him into the car with the promise of something more if he came along. Bollock, who probably couldn't quite believe his luck, had no idea he was being lured by four young women with murder on their minds. Tracy drove four kilometers to Arley Park on the river and brisbane's west end an area that she knew would be deserted leaving the three others in the car she led edward to the park on the promise of having sex she removed her shirt and let him remove his clothes telling him she had to pee he folded his clothes in a pile and pushed his wallet under the edge of the roller door at the unadjacent sailing club but fearing that even a drunk bollock would manage to overpower her she had gone to fetch lisa to help her Lisa also had a knife given to her by Kim Jervis. Lisa was about to stab Edward, but when she said she turned around to look at her, she lost her nerve. Tracy then took the knife and plunged it into the hilt of Edward's neck. By this point, Lisa had fled back to the car as Tracy began her frenzied attack. Edward tried to grab Tracy's hand, but she pushed his arm down. She withdrew the the knife and stabbed him again, first in the side of the neck and then in the other. She continued stabbing him before grabbing his hair and slashing the knife across his throat, nearly severing his head. Sadly, despite his injuries, Edward was still alive. He made a gurgling noise and rolled onto his side. Tracy again stabbed him in his neck. She said she was trying to get into the bones and cut the nerves. Blood welled from Edward's mouth. Tracy leaned up against the sailing club, lit a cigarette, and watched him struggle until finally he was motionless. To make sure he was dead, she plunged the knife deep into his side. Tracy then told police that she had put her face into the cavity where she had created Bollock's. She had created in Bollock's back to drink his blood. Tracy went to the Brisbane River and threw in the knife, and then washed her hands and arms. She dressed and returned to the car where her three friends, who had been waiting for the past half hour, Kim Jervis then said to Tracy, "Have you fed?" Tracy said yes. She brought Lisa and Kim down to the, down to the river to view her handiwork while Tracy stayed in the car. Kim Jervis said to Tracy. You look like you've had a three-course meal. The three girls would later say that they smelt blood on Tracy's breath when she came up to the car from the murder scene. All four women were arrested and charged with murder. Tracy entered a guilty plea in murder. Oh, 
Tracy entered a guilty plea to the murder. In Australia, a guilty plea results in the immediate life sentence. As a result, few details of the crime, including her confession, were revealed during her 1991 sentencing, which lasted just nine minutes. And because nothing had been released in Tracy's trial, the grisly details look Austra took Australia by storm and even made headline news around the world. The three women didn't take the stand, but the court had shown videotaped interviews conducted days after their arrest, which covered everything from lesbianism to incest to vampirism and what? satanic worship. What? <clears throat> incest? Who, I, what? I don't... <coughs> oh, by the way, this is uh, Lisa. That's Kelly or I think Kathy. I don't know her name. The one that was the prettiest and posed as a prostitute. And then... I want to say this is Tracy. I want to say this one's Tracy or that. I think maybe that one's Tracy. I don't know. But that's them. Ooh. The stars are not looking bright for me in astrology these days. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway. Did they talk about the satanic in rituals and incest? The taped interviews show the woman show the women were too scared to leave the car when Tracy took Bollock down to the riverbank. She threatened that if anyone touched her during the process, she was liable to rip their arm off. They had been reluctant to believe Tracy <laughs> would murder, but they were convinced by the smell of blood on her breath after the event. In weeks before the killing, Tracy and her friends had panicked at the night inn in the old Tuwong Cemetery, just west of the city and had taken home a fallen headstone. The friends felt controlled by Tracy. They believed she had some kind of supernatural power. Oh she told God. them to sit cross-legged in front of her and hold eye contact with the light behind her. They saw Tracy's body disappear, leaving just two cat eyes floating before them. Did they take LSD? No, I don't... Oh, LSD... True LSD won't make you see. You won't. Then what the fuck was that? Hallucinate things that aren't there. It'll just. Then be, what then, was I that? I don't know. I don't know. Because it'll make things that are there do funny things. That's and a it. week before the murder, Tracy and one friend had watched a vampire movie in which a couple was abducted and killed. They had also watched over and over again a video of someone having their head blown off by a shotgun. So they were just fucked off in the brain. When confidential videotape evidence of Wigington's psychiatric interviews were made public, there was a political debate in Queensland over doctor-patient privacy versus the public's right to know. Some feminists at the time went so far as to suggest that, seeing as Tracy was an incest survivor, she was almost excused for acting out the murder and she visualized her evil grandfather as the victim instead of the innocent and unexpecting Baldock. Oh, I see. So her grandfather molested her i'm assuming he sexually assaulted her in yeah. some way apparently but that doesn't excuse murder that's a hard road to cross but i'm not to play devil's advocate i'm just here to raise the question of how do i let me think of a way to phrase this okay i'm not saying that they're wrong. I'm not saying that they're right. I'm just right. going to let this set in the air for a bit. If this was true, if Tracy, if Edward did trigger Tracy into thinking about the person that assaulted her, assaulted her and incestually, um, 
wouldn't she have done that before? Again, I don't know. Maybe they're completely right. Also, it brings up the question of, well, if I, if everyone, I don't know. That's a, that's a hard one, but like, I don't think that should be, I think it's a piece of information that we need to know, but I don't think it should be used as an excuse. Because she was drinking that night, and she also is like yeah. premeditated. They were searching for someone. Yeah. Just to drink blood. Just to, just to fulfill her vampiric fantasy. Or her, or not even a fantasy. She thought she was truly a vampire. She had them sit in front of her and stare at her. Lisa was also convicted of murder and was sentenced to life imprisonment, but was released in 2008 when she had an application for a resettlement leave approved by Queensland Parole Board. She had served 17 years behind bars and had kept out of social media spotlight since her release. Kim was found guilty of manslaughter and sentenced to 18 years, but was released after 12. All three women pleaded guilty and pulled no punches. They were determined to put all the blame on Tracy. Their defense was that they were intimidated by Tracy and that if they didn't help murder Baldock, she would have harmed them. Fair. Lisa was determined to paint a full picture of Tracy as a vampire, telling the court that Tracy had brought them blood from a butcher so that she could drink it. She had also repeated the story when she told the police that she had been forced by Tracy to cut her hand so she could drink Lisa's blood. Tracy was acquitted after her defense Barrister argued that she played no active role in the murder and tried tried to stop Jervis from taking part. Wigington apparently did well in prison, earning herself the nickname Fang. She set to work in the prison library and eventually gained a Bachelor of Arts with majors in anthropology and philosophy. Say the word. Philosophy? Yeah, philosophy. That's in 2009, her application for early release was rejected by the parole board due to Tracy's serious and violent offense, but the psychiatrist Psychiatric reports considered her significantly institutionalized. The board was formed to the view that yet you posed an unacceptable risk to the community at the time and decided to decline your application for a parole order, the report said. A psychologist report from February 2009 found that Tracy was immediate to moderate risk for further violent offenses over the next 7 to 10 years. She appealed unsuccessfully against the parole board's decision in the Supreme Court, placing her psychologist and prison reports on public record. Tracy was released after serving 22 years from the low-security Numbaya prison farm at 6.30 on Tuesday, January 11th in 2012. Conditions of her parole are that she make no contact with any of the co-defenders or the victim's family. She is also prohibited in making any financial gain by selling her story to any media organizations. On her release, she expressed remorse for the senseless killing and once again denied that she ever thought of herself as a vampire. This is a crazy story. What? She really thought she was a vampire, though. You can't, she can't deny that. Apparently, she did not. Okay. Man, I, how much do you think she loved Twilight? Oh, I bet she... When did Twilight loved, come out? Like, 2009. Yeah, okay. How much do you think she fucking loved that? You think she was an Edward person or a Jacob person? Oh, definitely Edward. What the fuck? Or maybe she's an Alice person. She was a lesbian. 2008. That's true. Alice was not a lesbian. I meant Tracy was a lesbian. Oh, I, I personally was not an Edward or Jacob person. I was an Alice person, okay? 
I wanted to be Alice. I wanted <coughs> to date Alice. <laughs> Watch your wording there. <laughs> I, I wanted to date Alice. I did not want to be Alice. I just wanted to date Alice. This is what she looks like now. She still looks very much like the stereotypical butch lesbian. She does look scary, though. I would be intimidated of her. Not gonna lie. Yeah. So she's a little girl. I don't know. Maybe she, uh... Well, that's his... Sh- those are his shoes. Oh. With her card. You think maybe he'd, he did that? I think that he did it, yeah. I think that he got confused, picked up her card instead of his card, and put it in his shoe. Good thing he did, though. Mm-hmm. Who's to say? Maybe he knew. Maybe he was like, oh, that's not my name. I'm gonna go... I think he was drunk, but... I think crazy. it was a mistake, but I think that it was a mistake that helped catch his killer. Yeah. This is insane. I, <laughs> like, what? Why? What? That is... That's not... Yeah, that is the lesbian vampire killer in Australia. Thank you once again, Reddit user. Thank you. Beautiful, beautiful... We should just do that article or story. She's 24. Can you imagine? That's, uh... That's Toad murdering someone (laughs) for their blood. I mean, if we're just going on age, that's also, like, someone else. Yeah. Doing it. I'd believe that. I'd believe that one. I need to shock your blood. Cha-cha-cha. I'm just saying. That's weird. I'm sorry. I would flee. I would, as soon as she left, I'd be booking it. I'd drive off without if her. If somebody came up to me dead ass and was like, I feel the need to feed, I'd be like... <laughs> I would laugh um, in their face. I'm going home. <laughs> I would be like, I think you're a little too tipsy. Modern day... Uh, Actually, you know what? This is the problem, okay? People hear weird shit like that. They laugh it off. They go home. And then the next morning, they find out that that person murdered somebody. Listen, I know as stupid as it is, and the police are even going to call you stupid, okay? But if shit like that happens, if your friends are like, I really want to murder this dude, and you're like, yo, do you have a mean to murder them? And they're like, haha, yeah. Um, call the police on them. It is better to have been wrong and them hate you than for you to not tell anybody and then murder someone. Yeah. Or murder you. Or, yeah, or murder you. Imagine, like, modern day... You meet up with your Tinder date, and he, he or she, or they, they're no, like, no, hey, no. I have the need to feed, and you want to help me? Me and my two friends are going to go murder this guy, and I'm going to suck out his blood. I, no. sure. No, I would be <laughs> like. I'll go. Recording I, the whole thing. Yeah. No, you're still an accomplice. I would call the police. Unless you actively try and stop it, you were still an accomplice. I would, I would, no, in the video, no. Nice. I know, don't do it. Click booking it. I'm running. You're never going to see me again. You'd never catch me in that situation in the first place. I know. I'm I'm just trying <laughs> to be a savior. I'd want, I definitely would I don't know. That's scary. You're 
You're freaking on, on, uh, I don't know. On again, as soon again, as somebody girlfriend. just wanted to watch a video of a guy's head getting blown up by a shotgun over and over again, I'd be like, mm, I'm going to reevaluate this relationship. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why wasn't the on and off again girlfriend like, hey, chill out, Trace. Let's just settle down, watch a movie, drink some wine, like, calm down. That's weird. I would definitely not just let it happen. Well, go along for the ride. Well, she's out now. I know. That's That's crazy to me. That's just a wee bit scary. I'm sorry. Like, well, she's a big lady, too. I wouldn't be able to run. Well, stay away from vampires, kids. (laughs) There's like modern day people who think they're vampires, too. Like, actually. Listen, listen. We have movie at 820. I'm trying to Goodbye. go let us go to Walmart and pick out some candy because that's another thing. Uh, concession stand prices are overrated. Okay? I will buy, Especially now after COVID. I will buy a popcorn and soda because I can't take that in with me. I, have I want ice. You can in my if you drink. try hard. I Try hard enough. Movie Just theater popcorn a- tastes good. Okay? I will Ooh, buy the with popcorn. With the butter? I will buy the popcorn. Oh. All right? But we're buying candy at Walmart. <laughs> we're gonna make a trip to hell. <laughs> grab some, uh, grab some. Should candy we go to balls. our personal hell? Has a better candy selection. I guess. Yeah, everyone will be gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not I'm that not, anybody I'm likes not us there anyway. In. I'm not stopping in. Not that like any anybody likes us anyways. Uh, just, just saying, Caitlin. <laughs> I got Caitlin on the cash <laughs> registers. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Stay away from vampires. Yeah, stay away from your crazy friends who want to just feed. Or Jacob, how about none of them? Yeah. How about yourself? Focus on yourself. Heal up, kings and queens. All right. Heal well, up. when we get back from the movies, we'll just quickly record the last episode, and then we'll be caught up. No more yelling at us, Ooh. even though none of you guys care to reach out. Yeah, losers. Don't Say call, something. Don't call them losers. No, 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 no. I just felt like no one cared. We, we don't think What if cared. we were dead? No, I'm just, I'm not going to gaslight. I'm sorry. No, what if we were? No, 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 no. Think about this. Think about this. It's a hard time now. What if we got the Delta variant and just collapsed, died? What would you do? What would you do? They would just have four episodes of this podcast. What would you do? Think about that. And on that note, them emailing us would help. And on that note, we'll leave you with your thoughts. Think about, think about how sad you would be if we died. Them not being sad at all. Have a great night. (laughs) You... You, you beautiful people who don't care about us. <laughs> I love how you were gonna insult them. Yo, and you yeah. were like, "You beautiful people, You're so beautiful." No, it, we give you guys shit, but we love you all. You I are. say love very platonically. I, I do not romantically love any of you except you. my wife that just doesn't listen to this podcast, but is just subscribed so I can have numbers. Alec and Alec. <laughs> Oh wait, is he subscribed? I think so. Hi, I Alec. Think he listened. Hi, Alec. Hi, hey. hi, Randall. Oh, Randall listens. I I think so. Randy. Um. Hi, Mindy. Hi, Mindy. Personal shout. See, this is what you get if you actually give personal us personal shout yeah, out. Yeah, personal shout out. I'm. We're getting. This is gonna hurt for them. We're getting really close to the mic. We're like leaning. I know. In. I had to turn it down a lot. Oh, okay. I'll <laughs> stay back from here. Yeah. Thank you, Alec. Thank you, Mindy. 
Thank you, Randall. If you actually just listen to this or just talk to me about it, yeah, we'll feel know. Better. We'll know if you listen because you'll come and thank us. That's um, all. Also, I have a friend that is listening to this podcast that I will not be naming that I know that they're listening to because I can view the statistics, but they're not going to answer my emails. Boom, roasted. And you know what? Every I I read I read on websites and they're like, you know what? No, your podcast listeners don't care about your personal life, and I'm like, yet my podcast listeners are my personal life. yet. That's true. Yet. Like, yeah, when we get big and famous, are they going to care if we rant for 20 minutes? I'm Probably. Into, Probably. I'm into astrology and uh, some other things. So, fame is coming for us. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. You're manifesting. You're manifesting. I'm doing a little bit more than that. Okay. Um, um, lesson of this case. Stay away from vampires or anybody that feels the Check need your to friends, feed. too. Need check to your feed. friends. Put your friend in her place, especially if she's a like, sit her down and be like, listen. Maybe check on your alt-goth friends. <laughs> they have feelings, too. All right? Yeah, you know, just make sure that they're not a little, uh... They're I not want to eat you. crumbling down the, the sad, sad tunnel of scary. Murder? Yeah. Murder. She was disassociated, for real, I'm sure. She had to be, like, had to have been detached from reality. But also, that was... 89, 90, that was in the 80s. Big horror movie. Like, especially I'm vampires and take stuff. your word. Yeah, for it. that's when all the shit was coming out. So, makes sense. Okay, you guys can reach us on Twitter yep. at The Killers Podcast. We also have an Instagram, The Killers Podcast. And we also have the email, The Killers Podcast, MP at gmail.com. Twitter is actually Podcast Killers. Oh, it is? Yeah. It, it sounds oh, like shit, we kill yeah. people. It sounds like we kill other yeah. podcasts. Yeah. We do. Without amazing. No, we don't. No, we don't. Nobody even knows us, okay? Nobody has any, any, any idea that we exist. We gotta Besides go by candy. 17 people. Goodbye. Yeah. Uh, we will actually, in the third episode, when we get back, let you guys know how the escape room movie is. Ooh, the second uh, one. I'm I'll excited. give it. I'll give it. I that'll didn't be see the those, first. That, oh what my god. <laughs> Taking you to see the second one and you haven't seen the first one. Oh my god! I'm gonna be like a fucking mom. I'm gonna read the synopsis on the way to Walmart. Okay, I guess I'll just explain the whole entire movie plot in the car. <laughs> Alright, bye guys. Have a good night. <laughs>